Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. The feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. I shouldn't have played the dog song. No, it was fine. No, I shouldn't Stop have. Stop getting hung up on no. this dog song. It was Tubes it was is ludicrous. upset because, and I get your point, we yep. were late for the news <laughs> and I did just throw something in there. I was watching this new... I actually think it was a bop. I think the song... I. The reason tune. I'm upset about it is because it was a hot tune and maybe we should just play it on Triple M. Oh, it, it's... It's a new series that's just come out on Netflix. It's a documentary style. It's a limited series. It's about a, a dog. Don't get too much into it. Oh, okay. Because that, you anyway, can, he releases you a single. Stop it. <laughs> Listen to the rest of but the story. Can we I say, talk. he's got a lot of money, but it is a story. I didn't get to this, and this is what I was trying to say on air. I don't, didn't want anyone to feel bad. Why didn't you get to it? Because I didn't get to it because you shut me up, <laughs> and then you pressed the button so we could go to the news. But yes. what I wanted to say was, if you watch till the end... The story totally turns around. You don't. Okay. This rapping dog. The story turns around and it proves that money does not buy happiness. Well, we talked Spoiler about alert. we talked about the Chigwell Community Garden. Oh. We talked with Ryan Wiggins, the Project Eleven house down at Signet that's for sale, and maybe, maybe the story will turn around if you listen to the entire podcast. I ch- <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is Woody and Tubes. Triple M. Good morning, Hobart and Tasmania. It is a good morning. Right across the state on the listener app. I walked to work today and I looked up into the sky and the stars were beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful, clear skies today. How about we start your Friday with 100 bucks worth of meat? Mm. Give us a call, one triple three five three. If you'd like a um, ticket in the Friday meat tray, thank you, f- you to Robbo's. Oh, wow, Robbo. I know. Open seven days in Glenorchy. You cannot help but saying, wow, Robbo. Wow, Robbo. You get a lot of stuff from there. Robbo's chicken and meats. 100 bucks worth of meat. What If you had 100 bucks to spend on meat, I haven't asked you this question. Probably because you... it's not radio friendly. No, but what would you go... <laughs> well, we never oh, know. I didn't mean it like that. What I meant, boring radio. I'm not sure I know what, what you can ask. afford with $100 worth of meat, but it's a lot at Robbo's chicken and meat. What would you get? I knew you'd ask this. It's such a boring question. No, it's not. Me, lamb. A hundred bucks worth of lamb. Yep, a hundred bucks worth I of lamb. I think I'd get pork. Yuck. Bit of crackle. Pork. Yuck. Not for me. No, thank you. Why? It's not for me. No, thank you. You think they're filthy animals? They are. We shouldn't be having this conversation because producer Rhea is vegan. What would you get a hundred dollars worth of, Rhea? I mean, you, if you would you get a hundred dollars worth of soybean? Would you get a hundred dollars worth of? Um, what's that well, stuff Well, you can called? let her answer. She can probably tell yeah, you. Tell me. Probably veggie sausages and veggie burgers. I that think good. producer Rhea had a brilliant idea for the show that we should do also a vegan platter on a Friday. A yeah, vegan we're, we're kind of discriminating, guys. Yeah, and we do kind have of. a beautiful vegan cheese in Tasmania. We do our teas up. Mm, not sponsors of ours. Oh, look out. But if you'd like to. A little bit of free cheese. <laughs> not for me, no thank you. You haven't even tried it. You have not even tried it. <laughs> I accidentally ordered, ordered a vegan burger once from the Mooner Cellars out there. You know, it used to be the mustard pot, I think. I think it used to be the mustard pot. Anyway, out there at the Mooner Cellars, 
beautiful new pub. Yeah. And I accidentally ordered a vegan burger. And I thought it, there's a difference between a vegan burger and a veggie burger, right? Because I was thinking um, bubble and pop, bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak. Oh, yeah, they're good. They're good. But what made you think, like, there's so many different vegetarian, we're not living in the 1940s, there's well, so many different vegetarian burgers now. Yeah, well, burgers. this vegan burger I got was um, like the sole of a shoe. That's what I thought. Okay. It was a bad one. And well, I know there's good ones. There I have, are good ones. I know there's good ones. Incredible. Just like there's good and bad radio hosts on people and Oh, dear. I just got served. <laughs> we have Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom in the studio. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. Oh, we better oh. put your microphone on for first. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> we were just talking about how difficult sometimes we find it to say hello. No, you're all taking the piss. That's what you're doing because it's like when someone tells you to say a word and then you overthink it and you can't say it. Tubes interrupts me this morning. Very, very busy I was finding some incredible stories that you won't easily find on the news and you wait till you see some of these uh, coming up at 6.40. But he interrupts me to just play back a bit of audio that just has me going, oh, I've got to find it. Hello. Now. <laughs> well, I don't have to find it because that's exactly how. It oh well, I don't even know why I did that. Anyway, Tessa, what's making you? We're all news? taking the <laughs> So, um, after a year of the strikes and the walks out and the rallies from paramedics, they mm. have been recommended to accept the latest government um, offer from the union. So, the Haxu members are now in the process of voting. That'll go until about next Friday. So we probably won't have a decision for a little while. Um, but it, we don't have full details of exactly what it includes, but it does include some one-hour offloading policy. So that's to address the ramping, to pull it down to the absolute maximum of an hour that people are going to be ramped for. Um, and there's also better pay and some measures to make sure the paramedics can have proper meal breaks as well, which that's they're not just, having at the moment. I mean, when you're working... When you're working in emergency services where people's lives literally depend on you, matter yeah. people cannot be fatigued, yeah. and, no. and they and they're doing their job. They're doing their job. It's so frustrating because I know a lot of people that work in emergency services, and they they work so hard, but at the cost of so much. They're and, overworked, underpaid, and they're fatigued. And it's also like these health system problems don't fall to the staff. The staff are doing no. the best they can with what they've got at the moment. That's what I mean. The guilt you would feel, or they feel, they tell me, from walking away if there's not someone there to replace them. They keep working. I guess the positive here is that an agreement yeah. seems to have been reached. Now it's with the members of the Paramedics Union and Haxu. So that's that's a good news story. It is. Gold. So we could see Gary Ablett Jr. playing for Glenorchy, potentially. This is <laughs> massive. Tell us what's happening. So Glenorchy is currently in talks with Gary Ablett Jr. to come and play just a game with them, do oh. like some kids' clinics, work with some of the players, just as a bit of a ramp up. In They want to do it in round one to try and get, you know, more people looking at the club and all that kind of stuff. Um, so talks have already started for him to play to do all of this stuff. But I've also, so I've, I've moved from Victoria. I know that they did a lot of these. They got pretty prominent footy players, AFL players, to come and play for some of the regional clubs. And it really did help some of them build up funds they needed 
This what happened a, a couple of years ago at Glenorchy in particular, and it has happened through multiple footy clubs here in southern Tasmania, but particularly with Glenorchy, they had Jason Ackermanis come down, and I can remember going out there to a night game at KG5, and the place was absolutely heaving. And I know they pay some money to get these players down, but it is returned through tickets on the gate, canteen, bar, all that sort of stuff. So fantastic news. Just on the Glenorchy Footy Club, they did have their AGM, uh, a couple of nights ago, and they have a new president. Tim Woodham is the, now the president of the Glenorchy District Footy Club. So congratulations to Tim. Hopefully, if there's anyone out there in the Glenorchy area that wants a game of footy or has yeah. any sort of tie to the Glenorchy Magpies, get back to your footy club. They need you, and they are a very proud and excellent footy club and very successful too. And hopefully something like this creates a little bit of dollars through the door to uh, raise funds for that great community group. Do you remember when Favola came too? Oh, yeah. He came years ago. He did like, I think he got like 12 goals. I was there. And he sat down between each goal. He sat on the break and no one believes me, but he did. No, that was the relive the rivalry match. I was there and I was running around with a microphone on the ground. So was I. Going up to Fev and saying, hey, mate. Uh, I was doing the ground announcing, and it was just ridiculous. He hit one of the all-time big barrels. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom, thanks so much. This is Woody and Tubes. Rodney in Signet. i got a solution for you, bed bugs. Solution. If anyone's just joined us, I'm covered in about 300 bed bugs. I've never had them before. I'm sure it's a solo bed bug. They feast on your own blood. blood. So go to the pizza shop, get a good garlic pizza, build yourself up a heap of gas, drop a big fart in there, and gas them to death. <laughs> We're not doing fart radio. We're not. <laughs> No. I used to know someone that was a radio announcer and he just played fart noises all the time and it was not funny. You sure that's not still happening on other stations? That behaviour's unacceptable. I don't like it. Luke Johnson from the Weather Bureau. Calling it an Antarctic blast on Friday is a bit of a stretch. Dramatic. Uh, a bit dramatic. That's I mean, what let's... the headline says. Do you think we're no? becoming a more dramatic society, Luke? Oh, God, you, this like is as far as weather goes? The weather story has become more of a thing when there's less other stuff happening. <laughs> Guy in Hewenville. I have this theory that we say a pair of trousers yes. and we say a pair of shorts, but it's only one article. And we don't say a pair of bras. <laughs> Two things in it. Uh, well, bra is short for brassiere. Yeah, but it's not brassiers. And like, you say a pair of trousers, meaning two. And a pair of glasses. I don't know. If any kids are tuning in, this is what happens when you get old. You just talk about <laughs> stupid <laughs> random facts for that a very long time. That is absolutely true. I only chuck sickies when I could easily be covered. How's my sick voice? I'd go. <coughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't expecting you to answer so far. I did get fired, that. so that's if that's the word I'm on. You got fired. Yeah. Too many sick days. Dave in West Moona. Uh, mate, I took the cup day off. Tell him I was sick. Oh, you pulled a sickie. Uh, and I ran into the boss and sat the cup. <laughs> when you win Tassie Trivia, 100 bucks, you can choose to risk it and come back the next day. Each day you're successful, another $100. Got a carryover champ, Mark. However, it was a very last-minute decision. For- I'd like to, but my wife says I... It's probably not such a great idea. We literally played one song yeah. and then we got a phone call from Mark. I did have a chat to the wife and she's been overruled coming back. <laughs> <laughs>
Which breakfast food has a restaurant dedicated to it at the Margate train? Is it Mark Pancakes? <laughs> You've done it again. Are you going to risk it? For five hundred dollars? <laughs> no, Mondays are not my best day, so I might just take the four hundred. Great idea. <laughs> money, money, money. Jason from Scorpion Pest Management. I'll give you some just some yeah. little quick facts about your bed bugs. Once the females had a blood feed, then the males will actually realise that and they'll inject her with what? their sperm, but they stab her. They don't have sexy time or anything. They just stab her. So So then she needs to get away from all the other males. So she'll flee to the other side of the room, the furthest point away from the bed. So that's why I found them up in light fittings, in the gathers of curtains, in the long curtain rails. Jason, is there a way that Woody can get rid of these bugs or does she need professional help like you? No, she'd probably definitely need professional help. Um, Tell me about it. Off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the pest controller. Oh. <laughs> We're all having a good time, aren't we? The buggy bug world out there, princess. Greg and Mooner. Well, I don't think they're bed bugs. There's just too many bites. I reckon they're sand flies, midges, because you just wouldn't have that many bed bugs in your bed or you wouldn't be able to get in it. I'll have to send you pictures of my legs because they're like the size of a between a 10 and 20 cent piece. Oh, God, they're big. Yeah. <laughs> you have to add that many in your bed and carry it out of room. Yeah, I reckon Most you're right. Most action I've had in a while. <laughs> <laughs> the love bug. <laughs> we caught up this week with Russell Young as to why he was leaving the presidency of the SFL. I'm getting old to it. <laughs> I've um, made a comment the other day that on Friday my wife and I, Wendy, and I you know, celebrate 50 years of marriage <clears throat> and um, she knew me four years before that. <laughs> Sorry, I've got... It's all right, right? <laughs> uh, so really, she's never going to be... She never sort of known me outside football, I suppose. Which Tassie sprinter has broken the record for the 200-metre sprint twice this month? Is it A, Usain Bolt, B... Oh, oh, oh. Maria. <laughs> uh, Zach Priest. <laughs> Incorrect, Paul. You could have just said B because it was multiple choice, unless you thought it was Usain Bolt. <laughs> No. Maria? <laughs> Maria. I don't want to put the tension here, but you, you, if you get this right, Maria, you have won 100 bucks. Is it A, Usain Bolt, or B, Jacob Despard? I think it's Jacob Despard. Oh. I still can't believe all Paul had to say was B. <laughs> Well, if you know balls, today, <laughs> mm. if you know balls, they're right off the pitch, mate. Oh, he's got a breakfast. It's Triple M breakfast. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not news. Ended up in hospital. They're attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not new. No, wait. I'm not finished. A cooked sausage in letterboxes has been tearing a community apart. What? For the past uh, sorry. year. In a letterbox? How to get there? That, I'm interested. You got me. You've hooked me. For the past year, Waiheke Island residents have been finding single sausages wrapped in bread, Yum. left in their letterboxes, as accusations fly and motives are questioned. So there's a sausage in bread being put in a letterbox. Various letterboxes. Every day. If I can finish. If someone would like to do this at my place, please send me a DM. 
This sounds excellent. Victims of the Surfdale Sausager say the mystery is tearing the community apart. What? This is ludicrous. This is the best thing ever. Someone's cooking you a sausage and deliver, hand delivering. It's like Uber. The first Uber eats, but better. Sausage. You don't have to pay for it. They arrived. put the sauce on it? The first sausage arrived in the summer of 2022. So, so last year, so 12 months ago. Okay. Wrapped in white buttered bread and coated Again, in... Again, tom- this is gourmet. Coated in tomato sauce. Yes, tick. It was to- it was cold by the time one resident, Jacob Coisi... Not- notify me once you, once you put it in the letterbox. That easy fix. Found it in the letterbox. Though he said it does look to have once been barbecued. Yeah, that's good. Cooked sausages. Don't don't deliver me a uncooked sausage in white buttered bread. Shrugging it off as Every a day likely leftover from a drunken passerby, the teenager kind of chuckled a little until it happened again and again and again. I mean, it is a bit spooky. Unsolicited sausages. Some sort of sausage, some sauce, some lo- same location. Sorry, same sort of sausage, same sauce, same location, and then things got. Even weirder. Well, if you're going to do this for me, I'll need to stipulate a few things. Instead of white bread, could I please have wholemeal? That's fine. Tick. Butter is fine as long as it's Duck River. Must be Tasmanian. And the sausage must be beef or lamb. There you go. He then finds out that many of his mates in the street had also received sausages. Always the same sausage, he said. He doesn't feel special, does he? White bread, butter and sauce. Weeks or even months would pass without an incident, but then suddenly a sausage would appear again. Jacob says, you never know when the strike will happen, but when it does, everyone gets struck, everyone in the street. It's traumatic. Traumatic? This is dramatic. This is dramatic from this kid. Just eat the sausage and be thankful. Nobody's letterboxes are safe. He said one time, though, a sausage came wrapped in brown bread. Tick. And a cheap butter, which yeah. he wondered if that was a nod to the cost of living. Probably is. Probably is. I don't have a problem with this. He Free said, snags. Love it. He's Free saying, food. while it's not easy to talk about, he wants to both spread awareness of the issue and bring it to an ed- end. And the latter can only be done by uncovering who's behind it. He does have a suspect, a friend who also lives on the street. His evidence <laughs> is flimsy, though he believes it all stacks up. As he's seen his sausage before. When the first people got hit, everyone had photos of the sausage, he claimed. Mm. He also claimed that he said, his friend, that he got hit but didn't have a photo of the sausage. This is loose. This is these two kids trying to get a bit of publicity and I love it. This is great. He's the the only person in our chat group who doesn't live in the suburb suburb that got hit but claims to have had a sausage delivered. (laughs) You don't realise the toll it's taking on your victims. The only issue that I've got here, and this has gone on far too long, is that when they put the sausage in the thing with the, with the bread, buttered, sauce on top, is that if the postman comes next, you got soggy mail. Another hit the button. person <laughs> has come <laughs> forward because he's upset because he didn't get the sausage. We are so far behind. <laughs> this is loose. If someone dropped a sausage in bread and butter and sauce here at 2 Melville Street, Triple M Studios, would you eat it? I'd get a look at them first. I'd yeah. look at them in the eye and say, is this okay to eat? No, yeah, it's fresh. Bang, down the gullet. You really would? Yep. They could have like, put laxatives in it. Oh, well, 
If they really want to give me the shits, they probably already have. <laughs> <laughs> this February, Rest Point turns 50. Head to triplem.com.au and share your memories of Rest Point, and we will give you 50 bucks with Rest Point to spend down there. Amazing stuff. I've got such beautiful memories of Rest Point. I was on the, I was on the front page of a menu down there once. Oh, what was it? What yeah, was it was the, what was Anchor's the Bistro. It was weird because we, every three months they changed the menu. And um, they said to us, all right, guys, come on. We're going to have a photo. I'm like, oh, cool. Lost staff photo. And so we went and we lined up on the stairs, all of us boys, and there was our boss who was a girl. So it was like eight boys and our boss on the front with our arms out saying, come on in, you know, like, welcome to Anchor's Bistro. I'm like, why are they getting us to do this? So I did the Spider-Man fingers, you know, what's that called? Oh, when he, the, or the rock and roll song. Yeah, like when he goes to out, shoot out his... Um, yeah, his webs. Web. So instead of having my hand out like a palm, I did Spider-Man fingers and like did a big smile just as a joke because I didn't realise they were going to put it on the front oh, page of the you, menu. You that man- is not a lie. No, you managed to get your mug on so many things. I don't even know how it's possible. I, I, I actually don't. You're on TV ads. Yeah. Your daughter and your beautiful partner Erin's on a TV ad. They are. You're you uh, you're in the paper. I just like doing stuff. <laughs> to celebrate their fiftieth birthday, this is Memories of Rest Point on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Create new memories at Rest Point. Come play. Yeah, Rest Point turning fifty in February. Amazing stuff. Triple M.com.au or call us right now to share your memories. Of Rest Point, and you could win a $50 voucher just by telling us those memories, just like Brendan has. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning, sir. How are you? Wonderful. What's your Rest Point memory? Well, it was a good memory, actually. Your wife went down to the casino by herself, left me behind in a rush. <laughs> anyway, the Hurricanes had a promotion. We had to hit the wicket with a cricket ball. Yeah, that was Triple M, wasn't it? It was Triple M. Yeah. You guys had a promotion. Yeah, they did. Anyway, all the guys missed it. My wife put her arm back. Hardly ever throw a quick ball in her life. You make your arm back through it about, oh, I don't know, 15 foot, and bang, the wicket went down. She won the two hurricane jumpers and thought she was king shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Wow. What's your wife's no, name? Marianne. Marianne Lamprey, her name was. She won uh, the um, hurricane jumpers. She was a beautiful throw. And she <laughs> hit the wickets down, and yeah, she took, the grandkids were wrapped. Yeah, well, you scored yourself a pearler there, haven't you? That's the beauty uh, of Rest Point. You can come play. Uh, what a well done, game. Brendan. 50 yeah, bucks no, is all well. yours. Oh, cheers, mate. Well done. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Maybe your wife will take it and leave you home again. It's Triple M Breakfast. Absolutely massive weekend this weekend in sport. The first ever Ironman 70.3 Tasmania will be held this Sunday. And we'll include a load of strange traffic conditions across Hobart and the surrounding areas on that race day. It's bringing 1,200 athletes from more than 30 countries to the region with athletes set to take on a massive course across Hobart Woods. I caught up with Carl Smith, the Regional Director for Ironman Group Oceana, about how this massive international event came to Hobart. The process kind of kicked off with some high-level conversations with the Tasmanian government through their events. I'm at Events Tasmania, who have just been an amazing support for us to be able to, to help fund the event, to bring it to, to Tassie. We were able to pull off a five-year deal, which we hope will, will just continue and continue into the future, and we'll just go renewal after renewal. That's the, that's the aim of the game. And then the work really started 
started around uh, conceptualizing what the actual race course looked like and how we could operationally pull this thing off. Massive event, Woody. I don't know if you've been down through the waterfront lately, but they're fully set up in Princess Wharf number one down on Hobart's waterfront. That is the start and the finish line. This is what he had to say about exactly what Ironman 70.3 is. An Ironman 70.3 essentially is the distance that the athletes will be doing, but it's in the old imperial system in miles. It's an American brand, that's where it was born. Um, so 70.3 is, is what they'll do across the swim, bike and run in miles. From a, a kilometres perspective, what that actually means for, for the layman here in Australia is it's a 1.9 kilometre swim, followed immediately by a 90 kilometre bike ride and then into a 21.1 kilometre half marathon run. Wow, impressive. Massive. If you're doing it, we'd love to hear from you. One, triple, three, five, three. Ellie Salthouse is a top-seated female and claim victory in the last start in November's GWM Ironman 70.3 in Melbourne. So she's the top-seeded female. It's going to be massive. As I said, lots of road closures around Battery Point, through um, down around the art school, along Hobart's waterfront. The Domain Highway is closed. The From 5am. From 5am. Upper Domain Road, so all around the Domain is closed. All of the details will be up on the Triple M socials. Old Beach. Old Beach, East Derwent Highway. Tea Tree, won't you, if you need to go to the airport If you need to go to the, you airport, to go to the airport, you'll have to go back out through Tea Tree. The Bowen Bridge is closed from 5am on Sunday. So loads of road closures. All the details on that are up on the Triple M socials. If you want the full chat with Carl Smith, the Regional Director for Ironman Group Oceana, it is up on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. He runs through loads of stuff that are happening this weekend. Community activities, volunteers. It's got an economic boost for Tasmania. He runs through all of that on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. We love getting your texts on 0488 881073. I'll say that number again, 0488 881073. And your phone calls on 13353. Hi, Woody and Tubes. Seeing as it's free plug Friday, I might as well give my brother's business another shout-out. Hobart Drain Cleaning, 0457 526 946. He does drain cleaning, drain maintenance, clearing block pipes, sewers. Drain. Ca- he's got a drain camera, and he's a great fella too. I love my brother. That comes from Mick in Sandfly. That's sweet. Do a shout out to anyone or anything. Yeah. Maybe someone's got a birthday. Craig texting from Jet Ski Taz. He wanted to remind us that the Mariah, and, Mariah Island anniversary ride for Archie's 100 is happening this weekend. They're circumnavigating Mariah Island. About 88 jet skis will be flying around Mariah Island, which is fantastic. You can donate to the cause of Archie's 100 at Jet Skis, Jet Ski Taz. And we caught up with them. We did catch up with them yesterday and run through that. We have 88 jet skis, 102 people, and six or seven support boats going around Mariah Island for Archie's 100. We're trying to raise funds for the Royal Hobart Hospital Children's Ward. We're trying to promote marine safety. Um, at the end of the day, that's a lot of what Archie's 100s evolved from. But above all, have a good time and, and see what we can do and raise some money for um, a good cause. Great work. It is a fantastic cause, Archie's 100, raising money for the Royal Hobart Children's Hospital. Down there, uh, Highwood in Tubes, get her on the show. Oh. I definitely watch. I mean, I'm watching anyway, 
But Woody would be awesome. No BS. Lily in Austin's Ferry. Thanks, Lily. We're talking about getting Woody on Married at no, First Sight. No, you are talking about it. We, you. We're a team? No, we are not. My not mistakes are your mistakes, and if you make a mistake on maths, that is your mistake. I think it's a great idea, genuinely. Can we get the application form, please, Rhea? That'd be great. That would be fantastic. 0488 I don't need any help. I've said this yesterday. Finding the wrong person for me. <laughs> I do that all on my own. They this will is... They will look at me and go, oh, here we go. Here's a laugh. We need... They're ageist on there. They're so not. I'll be cast as the old one. No, there's plenty that of... That last dated before mobile phone. You don't have to be... You don't have to be a certain age And then they'll pop me show. probably with someone that's 90. Well, I think you For a perfect. bit of a laugh. That's what it'll be. I will be the person... I've always told you you need an older fella. That... You tell me too much. You you are too heavily involved in my... I'm you're just more involved to make you in happy. my life than I am. I'm just You worry to... about my finances, my no, love life. I'm just trying to help. No one's asked, though. I'm a real generous dude. Do I not sound happy? I'm very no, I'm happy saying, being single. I am just trying to help you. No That's all. All comes from if a good people place. Could stop texting in too. That would be great. No, keep texting in. No. 0488 881073. No, they're not. Texts are closed. 0488 881073 is the text line. It is Free Plug Friday. If you've got a business or community event happening, let us know and we will be more than happy to give it a plug. This is Woody and Tubes. Peter 44, Australia's number one entertainment reporter, joining us before 8. But right now, we've got. Your tickets in the Friday meet. Try 100 bucks worth of meat. Thanks to Robbo's Chicken and Meats. Wow, Robbo. Open seven days in Glenorchy. And uh, I'll tell you what, Woods. 100 bucks worth of meat. Yes, please. David in Melbourne. Oh, you're from Melbourne, but you're in Tassie for the triathlon. Is that right? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm racing on Sunday. Are you okay, David? Like, <laughs> in the head? That's a long way to go. Yeah, a lot of people ask that. Uh, I've actually done the full ones in Melbourne, Cairns and Buxton, so this shouldn't be too bad. They tell me that it's going to be a bit of a challenging course, David, given the 90k bike ride has a little bit of up and down in it? Yes, that's right. I've been seeing my friends in Melbourne who are coming down on Saturday morning. I've gone with a road bike instead of a, a time trial bike. I don't know if you know the difference. Time trial bikes are a bit more aggressive, it's a bit lower um, in the bike in the aero position, but this one Otago Hill's very hilly, and that's why I've gone with my road bike. Someone said, too, that there's quite a few twists and turns on the bike ride, David, so it's tough to slow down and speed up, and that might be a bit of a challenge on the old quads. That's true. you just got to go out and break it up into pieces and take it easy, I think, on this one. This is not a fast course. This is more of a, a battle of attrition style of uh, triathlon, I think. Well, you need it, some meat after that, wouldn't you? Love it, David. All the best on Sunday, and keep an eye out for the road closures around the East Derwent Highway, Woody. There's oh, a lot. Bowen Bridge yep, closed. Old Beach, a lot of those, that area closed. But we've got a full list up at the Triple M Socials on the Triple M Socials. Marcus, enforce it. You want a ticket in the meat tray? Yes, please. What's what? your favourite meat? Oh, lamb for sure. Yeah, I'm with you, Marcus. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Great meat. Marcus yeah, was uh, talking about earlier about the sausages that have been dumped in letterboxes. Not dumped, placed. No, with, they've been. There's a white sausage bread. bandit, and he has been putting sausages in white bread with sauce into people's letterboxes. Marcus, would you eat the snag? No way. Yeah, really? Food. 
I would. <laughs> if I knew, if I, what about if you knew where it was coming from, Marcus? If I saw it cooked and then placed in there, probably. <laughs> well, you you must have some mates that uh, a bit dodgy, eh, Marcus. Yeah, one hundred percent. Why would you? Why no would you eat a sausage where you don't know where it came if from? If I knew where, if I knew, like if you said to me, tubes every morning at ten a.m. I don't know why I'm having a morning sausage. They're the best why not? sausages. Sausage anytime. Yeah. If you said at 10 a.m., tubes, I'm putting a sausage in bread in your letterbox every day. Buttered bread with Duck River no, butter, but white Crips no. bread, and a sausage, lamb sausage. Watch out every day. I'll Are you drooling? It. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't. The sausage bandit, no one knows who he is or she is. It's not a she. Darren in Honeywood's giving us a call for the meat tray. Good morning, Darren. Morning, how are you? You're eating a letterbox sausage? No, no, no. Yeah. What if it was lamb? Oh, yes, I'd eat that. Or if yeah, someone put go. a roast lamb in your what letterbox, it, yeah, you'd well, eat it. Oh, mate, if someone put a roast lamb, I'd marry him in my letterbox. <laughs> Good on you, Darren. We do cover off a lot on the cost of living tubes, and it is something we continually look into, reaching out to ministers, councillors, Alderman, all of the senators as well. And uh, it's good to highlight, though, those communities and those people doing incredible things to try and help with the cost of living and people that are doing it tough. And yesterday was the reopening of the Chigwell Community Garden. So we went out there and had a little muck around with some of the people that were have done an amazing amount of work and it, it looked fantastic. We caught up with Steve from Buchan Community House. Got Steve from Buchan Community House here. You drive the bus for Buchan Community House. How are things going? Yeah, real good. Good turnout. The garden's come up great and it's you hope the weather holds. It's a big project and it's finally come off. We've been after to uh, renovate it now for about two years and Closed it down the end of last year and it's all come the way we wanted it and pretty proud of it and pretty happy to get it up and running. What does it mean for the community house to have a garden like this? It means we can engage more with the community. We can get the way it is now, the setup. We can engage different age groups, different groups of people so we can open it more than just one day a week. We can do the Thursdays for the kids come along. One day is for like some of the schools. So it gives us an opportunity to, to have it four days a week with different groups and plus the produce we get from it, we can distribute to the community. So it's a great community hub. And now we've got everything set up where, you know, you, you, get, you come here, we have lunches, refreshments. You don't have to bring any tools. Everything's here. So it, it's if you like gardening and you like veggie patches, rock on down here and enjoy, usually from uh, about 10 till 2. And we go from there. I heard when this was in COVID, you kept this community here alive by dropping off medicines to older people. When, and with, you don't, you often, you're too modest. So you haven't told me this story. I heard it from someone else. When, what were you doing? When Buchan, when all that hit, mm. uh, we had a choice of shutting down or staying open. So my, my concern was as the aged care worker, was my concern was that, all right, that's all well and good. But what about the people that are in their 80s and 90s that are stuck in their homes that need their medicine and food and don't wear some of for some people wear their only contact so i had to go through brick wall after brick wall to, to say and I, I came up with the idea of instead of the risk factor what's your risk assessment i came up what's the benefit of the risk the benefit of us risking this is they don't starve they have some kind of contact and they get their medication 
So in the end, I set up how to feed them. I had to come up with time so that we didn't have the food in the car too long. I went to the airport to pick up meals that they, they distribute to the hospital, so I did that one day. We set up a, uh, a shop at Claremont Village to do meals for the, another day, and then we cooked meals in, up at the house for the next day. In the end, we were distributing about 150 meals a week to people that otherwise had been as cynical as it sounded. Here we were to look after them, but we just sort of shut the door and went, Rodder, they're safe. Yeah. And we didn't bother to think, but what happens to them now? And we did that right the way through. In fact, we, we up until the end of last year, we were still giving out meals to people that needed it that were on that program. So it was something I, I, I... It kept us working, it kept people fed, and it kept some kind of contact with these people because their biggest fear that I discovered through it all wasn't the COVID, it was loneliness. Yeah. That was my biggest thing is, look, we're safe. We're in it. We're we sanitise. We're in a con- controlled environment. They know us. We know them. I know. We knew the protocols and we fed them and we kept them going. And arguably, that's when they needed you the most. That's exactly. when communities need you the that's most ex- is when there is yeah. crises or crisis. We were distributing to other people. We yeah. were doing their medicines. We were, you know, some that, because there was this, we were classed as essential service. Yeah. So the strange thing was... We weren't allowed to drive them anywhere unless it was for a medical thing. So I discovered a lot of the elderly ladies decided that they had medical things, but in fact they just wanted to get out of the house. Ah, you're a charmer. And, That's why. Uh, and, wa- and go for a walk. <laughs> Community houses are the backbone of our societies here, and you do wonderful work, Steve, so thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for coming down, supporting it, giving us some airplay and, and letting people know that we're here. And there's lots more we do at this place. I ought to go get a burger. Oh, God. It's Triple M Breakfast. We are joined by Australia's number one entertainment reporter, Peter Forty Ford. Morning, Forty. Good morning to you both. Oh, Olivia Newton-John memorial oh. release. Tell us about this. Oh, yeah, finally. I mean, yeah. it's like six months down the track, and now finally it's happening next month. So there have been lots of delays, basically not to be critical of the family, but the family couldn't agree on what they wanted. So obviously the, the government in Victoria can't go ahead and do it if they haven't got the cooperation and the approval from the family. So it wasn't like there was a problem from this end. The problem was in Los Angeles. But now finally they've agreed and it's going to take place at the Hamer Hall Theatre in Melbourne on Feb 26, which is a Sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon. So it's not going to be a big extravaganza like the Shane Warne one was. There will only be two and a half thousand seats and of those you've got to, because it's a state memorial, you've got to hand over about 500 tickets to big wigs and politicians and stuff. So there's only going to be about 2,000 seats, not being televised at this stage but will be live streamed so you can watch it online and Delta Goodrum is going to perform a medley of Olivia's biggest hits. A lovely way to remember the great and uh, late great Olivia Newton-John. 40, I am shocked that Ozzy Osbourne has cancelled his tour amid health fears. I, I... I didn't think he was still touring, but he's he's a nutcase, isn't he? Well, he's kind of, you know, he's, he's that body's taken some wear and tear through the years. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And, of course, um, he, he had a bad fall, uh, in the, just a pretty simple fall. He was getting up to go to the loo in the middle of the night and fell. And that was about four years ago. And since then, he's had multiple surgeries and therapies to try and 
get everything fixed and they just can't. And it's all complicated by the fact, of course, that he does also have Parkinson's disease. So that's a bad combination. But he was desperate to get back and start performing again on stage. And he booked in this UK European tour to start in a few weeks time. But he's now pulled out of it, basically saying, I'm just not up to it. I can't do it. So I don't think we're ever going to see him perform on stage again. Uh, He's still going to be around. I mean, you're going to be seeing him. Don't forget they're doing a new series of the Osborne family, the reality show. But I don't think his days on stage performing are going to happen again. And Chris Brown. He's leaving 10 to go to 7, but he's still going to the jungle, isn't he? Yeah, it's kind of weird, this story. Normally, when you hear about TV stars switching networks, it's usually like at the end of the year. But here we are at the start of the year, and he's leaving 10 and starts at the Channel 7 network as of the 1st of July. So, But before then, he's going to do the next series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. But he's really grown as a performer. He actually started off at 7, working with Dr. Harry on Dr. Harry's practice, and then once he got to 10 and he started working with Julia Morris, I think she really taught him a lot about live TV and, and yeah. comedy. And he's really become a very rounded performer now. They're well, a great they need, duo. They, they are a great duo together. They're all right. They're good. Oh. They're good. If they need a stunt double, I reckon I can stand in for Chris Brown. Oh, I get confused get with him all the time. What I a curse. Yeah, it's a horrible it curse. Peter Ford, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you on Monday. See you then. You say that about the Crips ambassador yeah, as well. Yeah, I get that too. This is Woody and Tubes. Up next, the community group is nearing the end of their project to help a young man realise his dream of walking again after a near-fatal spinal injury, Woody. Yeah, we're going to catch up with them in minutes. But right now, we have tickets in the meat tray. If you'd like one, just give us a call. one triple three five three. Rocco in Blackman's Bay. Hi. Where are you going? Yeah, good, good, Rocco. You wouldn't need a snag if someone left it in your letterbox? I'd love to eat a snag. I live in the bush, so maybe the animals will get there before me, I reckon. There's a snag. There's a snag terrorising people and leaving snags with butter and bread and sauce in people's letterboxes. Yeah, look, Rocco, I I think what you need to do is probably secure your letterbox a bit better so that humans can get in and the wildlife can't. (laughs) Or just not eat a snag that's been left there. Rodney and Signet, (laughs) you'll probably eat a snag that's dropped in the letterbox, wouldn't you, Rodney? No, Juby, no. Hey, Juby. Yeah. Since we've been talking about you've been talking about the meat tray, I noticed that you've been taking the piss out of your producer about being a, a vegan. The yeah. lovely Rhea is and a I, vegan. I haven't been taking the Mickey out of her. I want to become Rodney, a that's, vegan. That's an assertion this on is, your behalf. You have. This, this has been going on for the last couple of weeks. Nearly mm. three weeks you've been taking this. <laughs> yeah. So I've got an idea. Mm. It's a challenge. Why don't you get your producer? And um, get her to pick all the vegan food that she likes, and you have to eat it. Great no, idea. thank you. Not for me. Absolutely thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate your call. is a text line. It is free plug Friday. You can text it about anything, or you can call like Rodney did and suggest something ridiculous. No, we'll do that. That'll be a fun Monday thing to start. Not for me. It's not your choice. You're overruled. There's three of us. I'll tell you this. You make me do that, I'll go vegan here in the office, but as soon as I get out, sausages. It's Triple M Breakfast. After a near-fatal spinal injury to Ryan Wiggins in an off-field incident, the Signet Football Club and community have come up with a unique way of helping their player pay for his ongoing rehabilitation and realise his dream of walking again. 
Jamie Sinnott is the chair of the subcommittee that is in charge of the Ryan, Rig- Ryan Wiggins Number 11 project, and he joins us now. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Tubes. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you here, Jamie. Tell us about this project and how it started. Um, it, look, obviously, you know, um, there's been a lot of lot of publicity around Ryan's tragic accident and um, and the the serious nature of that too. So didn't take long for people connected to the football club to realise that you know he was going to require you know, some significant support with his ongoing rehabilitation and recovery. And really the, the origins of the idea come from a couple of guys in the, in the building industry, long-time sponsors of the football club, um, who, who quickly sort of decided the best way to make some serious money was to, to build a house and sell it. And, and that's really how it had its genesis. It's a huge job, and uh, I've seen this time and time again, being a local, just how generous, uh, commu- when communities come together like this in Tasmania, that must have had such a positive impact on Ryan's life. Yeah, look, uh, there's no doubt that Ryan and, and indeed his family are, are perhaps a bit overwhelmed by, by what we've been able to achieve, mm. and, and, you know, have certainly gone out of their way to thank us time and time again for it. But you're certainly right. Like, very fortunate to, to live in, and I suppose, and have grown up in a place like Signet. And, and people, you know, it's got a long history of, of, you know, supporting people in times of need. And there's no doubt that Ryan was in times of need. And even though he'd only been with the football club um, a short time, he certainly touched a lot of people in that time. And, um, you know, the, the, the support that you can generate in a small town like Signet um, is is amazing, um, and certainly you know we've been been really appreciative of support too. I think it's fair to acknowledge though too that the support has extended much wider mm. than Signet for a project like this. Um, you know it's just been significant in terms of the people that that have jumped on board and contributed either financially um, through through materials or supplies or by providing their time to to help with the construction of he, the, the house. He purchased a block of land in Signet. It's finally finished. The open home is tomorrow. It is a spectacular-looking house. Can you run us through the house? Yeah, look, um, not my strong suit. I'm sure that the guys that are on the committee were the, were the first to say that um, I'm lucky to know a hammer from a drill. Um, <laughs> but, so I'm not entirely sure why I'm on there. Anyway, it gives them a bit of a laugh from time to time. Um, I think I worked out I'm good at carrying things and holding things. Um, but... But you're right. Look, it, it, it's it's absolutely um, fantastic um, what's been able to be achieved too. So, it's a three bedroom, two bathroom house. Um, you know, in, in old school, and I'm sure tubes will relate to this. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a bit over 20 squares. Um, the block's a bit over 800 square meters. It's in a new subdivision in Signet. Um, it's got a picturesque outlook back into the town over. Some paddocks, so if you like to look at some cows every now and then, um, you'll be able to um, get your fill of that. Um, high quality finishings. Um, you know, this this house was built to be a quality house. Mm. Um, so you know, we're, we're just really thrilled with with what the end product um, no, the, has been achieved. The number eleven project. F- uh, on behalf of Ryan Wiggins, raising money for him to help him realise his dream of walking again. There's an open home this weekend. If you want to get down to it, head to the Signet Footy Club site or just head along to your real estate 
websites and search for Ryan Wiggins Project Number Eleven House. Jamie Sinnott, thank you so much, and congratulations on running an amazing project Absolutely. for a, a huge part of the community down there that have donated their time, materials, and uh, in in turn. It's just going to be an amazing thing for Ryan to to help him with his ongoing hospital um, um, costs. Yep. Thanks, Tubes and Woody, and um, yeah, really appreciate the support. This is Woody and Tubes. I just wanted to give you a tip if you're looking for someone to watch this weekend. Me? Yeah. Or anyone. Someone, something to watch? Something to watch. Oh, like a TV show? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought li- you meant like someone to watch The Window. It's a lim- limited series. Yeah. And it's called Gunther's Million Millions, and it's about the world's richest dog. And the oh, world's God. richest dog is a German shepherd. And in the 90s, his countess, very wealthy countess, passed away and left all of her millions. In the 90s? 400 million. Oh, to don't worry, there's not going to be any spoiler alerts. This is all in the trailer, you'll see. To a dog. To her dog. No. But what happens is you'd think, well, the dog can't still be alive. It's not. But I think it's up to Gunther the Eighth. So there's a bloodline. Oh, pups. So, they've had pups. I was going to say, the dog, the Baroness died in the 90s. How old is this dog? Yeah, so they have a direct bloodline, and one is always named the heir. It has a staff of 26. This is... 26 people. This is bad. They, he bought, Gunther bought Madonna's old place as well. He has a chef, a PR, entertainment... But get you want to this. talk about you want to talk about stupid things in the world. This is up there. But get this right. This is this is a this is an absolute waste. Get this. He also has a record company called Wild Dog Records, and no. he released a track. I don't know where it rated. We'll find well, that out. Probably didn't. But this is the and he did a film clip. It's really cute. This is. I haven't actually listened to this in full, so hopefully it's. Hopefully we don't have to either. It's not. See. <laughs> A dog didn't make this. Some. Uh, yeah. We're going to get to the news. Remember techno? It's actually just gone 8.30. We are so far behind. Wouldn't that be fun as a silent disco? We're going to get to the news. Yeah. Triple M breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Push the button. I'm not responsible here. I'm off. He's seriously leaving. Our state's best on show. Triple M breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. We went out to see Greg at Creative Modular Homes yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, God, they're good. They, legitimately. The staff they have there putting I, these homes together. I don't say this very often and mean it. I mean, <laughs> I mean this. When I went out there, I looked at these houses that they were building. So they're modular homes. So they basically, they can put them on the back of a truck, take them and then pop them down on your slab or onto your posts or whatever you want to put them on. You can customise them really well. And it is so amazing, the technology that they're using out there. The steel comes in flat. They bend it into trusses, into um, all sorts of things, walls, whatever you need. Well, the more you can cut out the middle person, like the more that you can actually provide all your own materials and the cheaper it can become, I'm assuming. Creative Modular Homes, Fast, Fabulous, Affordable is what it's all about. And it's all about $100 cash we're giving away right now, thanks to the folks at Creative Modular Homes. Aaron in Austin's Ferry, good morning. Morning. Can you test your buzzer, please, Aaron? Aaron. And Mary in Herdsman's Cove, good morning, Mary. Mary. (laughs) Just like that, Mary. Now, don't give her a debt now. That was good. I liked it, Mary. All right, $100 cash coming your way potentially. 
Oh, here we go. Question number one. This is a tough one, but it is multiple choice. The system of multi-seat proportional representation used in electing the Tasmanian House of Assembly, our politicians, is known as what? A, the hair clerk, or B, the tortoise smith? Aaron. Aaron. I. <laughs> well done, Aaron. You've got it. Well done. Still there, Mary? Yeah. Oh, good, good. Which of the following Hobart suburbs does not have a Bunnings? A, Mornington, B, North Hobart. Aaron. Mary. Aaron. B. And just like that, nice one. you've won $100 cash, Aaron. Now, you've got options here, Aaron. You can take yep. the cash or you can come back to, on Monday for a $200. Yeah, I'll be back Monday. Oh, you beauty. We're playing for 200 bucks in trivia on Monday. That means whoever you play against will also be playing for $200. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and just uh, put it out there, I'd eat the sausage. You'd eat the sausage? Of course you would. We're talking about sausages <laughs> that have been dropped off in dropped off in letterboxes. just tuned in. There's no context to that, Aaron, at all, <laughs> except that you would eat the sausage. Yeah, I'd eat the sausage. Okay. Good on you, Aaron. We're Someone's t- been dropping off random sausages into letterboxes, and Aaron and I would eat the sausage. You're the only two that I've found. <laughs> Well, that's that. Yeah, and this is this. another week done. And this is this. That's that. And this is this. Jubes is going vegan from Monday. No, and what I, no. What I love about that is we were just having a laugh. If you saw it, I don't want to. I don't. It look, was ve- was vegan. it Roger who wanted to, you to no, go vegan no, for a week? Rodney. Rodney, you really slam vegans. Anyway, <laughs> I don't our boss, slam vegans. who is an incredible, and I love Phil. I love him. He's my favourite boss of all time. <laughs> Jubes says otherwise, but that's okay. He never listens to the end of the podcast. I like Phil. <laughs> Quite like Phil. He came in, he said, you're going vegan. And you're like, okay. <laughs> when not, you sign, I, no, just for a week, because there are really good vegan options out there. And I'm, oh, I'm a try-hard vegan. I really want to go vegan. You can take the I, vegan off that. Okay. <laughs> I'm a try just, just, just don't even worry about it. You're the one that will be sucking on a vegan the sausage reason- next week. Won't you? <laughs> no. You'll be... No. Swallowing that down, you got no because you can't even eat fish. Well, it's now a sponsored segment. Ex- so who's sponsoring? Oh, it? We'll, we're fine. There's oh, that's details. The, that's the thing. I just don't. <laughs> vegan, being a vegan is expensive. Oh, but producer Ria is a vegan, and Good so and her husband and he turned vegan. All the best to him too. But what I'm saying is, I think it's incredible. I have so much respect for people that are vegan, and I try to be more meat conscious. Yeah. Good on so him. where I get my meat. And like sausages from, I try to only go to local businesses now, and ones that support the ethical treatment of meat. You've had, in the past, you've had some bad meat. Yeah, but hasn't everyone? Tubes. Catch a Monday. <laughs> Woody and Tubes weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M breakfast.